Welcome to episode 23 of the Midlife Worthy Moms podcast for the Graceful Empty Nester. Let's talk about the family drama, family feast and frustration. We are getting ready for Thanksgiving and what a better time to talk about family drama. Family not getting along, being ignored, complaining, the family member that just doesn't show up for dinner or shows up late, or shows up without contributing. We'll be talking about all of it. Are you a mom who's been taken by surprise and finds herself struggling with her adult child? Well, it's time to grab a pen and notebook because I'm about to share some insider information that will help you navigate through this challenging phase. I'm Kim Damon, a mom, a life coach, and an Enneagram coach. I specialize in helping moms of adults in rediscovering the connection with their adult kids. Just imagine mom stepping into a state of drama remission with your adult children. Together we'll build a life grounded in grace and the peace that comes from truly knowing who you are as a midlife woman and a mom. Make sure you visit my website, the link is provided in the show notes, and grab your free course, Thriving in a Divided Family. It's packed with valuable insights. Before we get started today, I want to make sure that you know about this event coming up. It's actually a four-part event, and by the time you hear this podcast, the Thanksgiving event will already have passed. But this is called Heal and Reclaim Your Joy. Nurturing your well-being during the holidays with or without your kids. And here I'm going to be talking about feeling that holiday joy, healing for Christmas, and creating your own healing journey. So I'm going to drop a link in the show notes if you want to sign up. That is great. Get your complimentary ticket and just show up. Now I know that Thanksgiving is coming up here really soon. It's next week. And a lot of us are stressed out. A lot of us are running around trying to figure out if we have all of the things prepared for a meal, or that we have all the ingredients that we need. But this can actually help you with any event. It can help you with weddings, it can help you with funerals, it can help you with any kind of get-together that you have with your family members. Anytime that we get together with our family, there is likely going to be some kind of drama. Maybe we don't necessarily see it. Maybe we're doing something when it occurs and we hear about it later but generally there is some type of drama that occurs. What can happen over several events is we can become really anxious about going to any family event. We can become concerned about it. What are we going to encounter? What's going to happen? How are we going to manage our way through this? We feel anxious. We feel worked up. And then we start looking for things that are possibly going to go wrong. And it's almost like then we show up to that family event and it's our brains are right. Something does go wrong and we say, see, I told you so. Here is a good opportunity for us to just sit back 
and notice what we're feeling ahead of time. and Notice how we're really anxious. We might be wrapped up in busyness if we're, if we're the ones that are hosting, or we may be tired of hosting. What can we do to set ourselves up for a better result when we have an event with our family and our family is getting together and we know that there's going to be drama? I'm going to be taking you through some steps today on different things that you can try and Some of these things, depending on your family, some of these things are going to resonate with you. So first of all, I want to talk about feeling obligated, like feeling obligated to host an event, maybe because you have the perfect house that everybody loves to come to, or maybe it's because no one else will do it. Just remember that feeling an obligation to do something really leads you to resentment. It loves to hold hands with resentment. You may offer to do the family event and then later on resent that you're the one that is always doing it. So here is my suggestion to you. And maybe it's too late for this Thanksgiving, but it's a good time to talk about next Thanksgiving and to say, listen, I want someone else to host this event next Thanksgiving? Who would volunteer? We don't have to do anything. We're making a choice. So don't feel obligated to make that choice. Just make the choice. Another area that I think we can do better at, and some of you are really good at this, I probably need to hear this lesson myself, is communicate ahead of time. If you're hosting the event and you need people to bring something, ask them to bring something and tell them what to bring. You don't have to be specific. You can say, this person needs to bring a salad. This one brings the sweet potatoes. This one brings the rolls. You get to decide. So maybe you are only cooking certain things. Communicate ahead of time is going to let you be able to relax and enjoy yourself if you're only taking care of certain things. If you're a guest at somebody's house, ask them what you can bring. If they say anything, then communicate what you're going to bring. Now, what about that late person, that person that's always late to events? Well, Yes, it is an irritant for people who are on time. Maybe you're the one that's late. But here, we get to just decide that if they're late, we're going to continue to have a good time. If dinner is at 2 and they show up at 2.30, then they get to eat some leftovers, and they get to miss out on all the good stuff. And if it's gone, it's gone. It isn't our problem if somebody shows up late. I know that some of you might think it's disrespectful. And it's just my opinion, but I'm like, I don't care. If they don't want to show up on time, we're not waiting for them. That's just my opinion, though. If you decide that if someone's chronically late, maybe you should have a conversation with them. Maybe you should tell them, hey, listen, I'd like you to be on time next time. 
or I'd like you to be on time for this event because you show up late. Or have the conversation with them and tell them it's a half an hour early. And by all means, set some time aside for you to enjoy yourself. We can get caught up in the busyness of the event if we are hosting it. We can get caught up in doing the dishes, picking up after people. Make sure that you set aside some time to actually have a good time. And the reason I say this is because when we get caught up in that busyness, after everything is said and done, we're exhausted and we feel frustrated. We feel frustrated that we had to do all these things and we couldn't enjoy ourselves and why everybody else was having a great time. If you have those family members that you invite that you just don't connect with, I mean, maybe you love them, but you don't like them that much. Gravitate towards your people. Gravitate towards the people that you enjoy talking with. Gravitate towards the people that you want to get caught up with. It's also a great idea that if you need something, give people direction of what you need. Don't just take it upon yourself to do everything. Tell people what you need. Hey, could you go around and pick up all the empty glasses? That would be great. That would be a big help. Could you take out the trash? Some of you are really good at this, and I have to be truthful. I'm not so good at it. So I'm giving myself advice. Go ahead and ask for what you need. Here is a really important one to consider doing. Stay away from the gossip group. We all have those family members that are going to complain about other family members. They're going to sit there and carry on and on and tell stories about this person and that person. Stay away from that gossip. That gossip and hearing those stories does not help you have a good time. This is a good one. Let other people be responsible for their own behavior. It's their behavior. If somebody rolls their eyes, if somebody doesn't show up with food, if somebody doesn't show up on time, let them be responsible for their own behavior. You don't need to be responsible for their behavior. You don't need to make them do anything. You don't need to make them calm down. You don't need to make them quit gossiping. You can simply walk away. You're not going to change other people's behavior if they are a gossiper. Now, you can clearly state, hey, listen, I think you ought to go talk to that person instead of talking about that person and walk away. You can absolutely say that. But when it comes down to it, you're never going to stop someone from doing some behavior that they're accustomed to doing. Let them be responsible for that. Let other people walk away from them. Let other people decide that they don't want to sit with them because they know how they are. It's fine. You don't have to cater to that person. You don't even have to be warm to what they're saying. 
And remember that the behavior of your family members, the behavior of your friends and family that show up for events has nothing to do with you. If somebody comes in with a chip on their shoulder, it has nothing to do with you. And simply ignore it. If you need to, if it gets out of control, you can say something. But don't let the behavior of someone else mean that you're not going to have a good day. And you're not going to have a good event. You're not going to have a good holiday. You're not going to have a good Thanksgiving. Now, what if there's arguing or fighting or too much drinking and you've just had enough? Well, maybe it's time to set some boundaries, not only for them, but for you. Usually, you know if your family has this problem of breaking out into arguments or too much drinking or even a fight here and there. If that happens and it's your home, you get to set some boundaries. You get to walk up and say, listen, I understand you're frustrated right now, and I don't know all the details, don't need to know all the details, but I invited everybody over here to have a nice day, to have this event. And so I need you to either stop arguing, stop drinking, or stop fighting, or you're going to need to leave. Pull them aside. You don't need to make a big ordeal out of it. But here are some tools about setting those boundaries. The biggest one is that you can say it and deliver it calmly. The other thing is, is that you need to set some boundaries for yourself. You need to know ahead of time, this is what I'm going to do if this happens. Now, what if you're not invited? What if you're not invited anywhere? That's a difficult situation. Stay away from complaining about it. And the reason I say that is retelling people your situation over and over again does not help you. It makes you feel worse. It makes you think that something is wrong with you. Even if you're saying in your complaint that something is wrong with them. If you're not invited and you really want to say something, then talk to the person that didn't invite you. Reach out to them and say, either before or after the event, and say, listen, I noticed that you didn't invite me to your Thanksgiving dinner, and I really feel bad about that. Is there something that I've done? Can we talk about it? If that relationship is important to you, that you are feeling compelled to retell your story over and over again, it's a great idea to actually air the grievance with that person. And if you're not invited somewhere, it's okay to feel bad about it. It doesn't feel good not to be invited. But then don't stalk social media and make yourself feel worse. Don't allow yourself to ruminate. Just allow yourself to feel bad about it and feel the hurt. It's okay to feel hurt. It's okay to be angry. 
It's okay to feel bad. When someone doesn't invite you to a family or friends event, plan on giving yourself some space and time before and after the event. Even if you love to entertain, this is a stressful time. There is going to be, like I said in the very beginning, that person that's going to annoy you. That person that's complaining, that person that shows up late, that person that rolls their eyes at you. Might even be your own child, right? Plan on giving yourself some space before where you calm down your anxious body and that you realize that you've got control over this. And then again, after the event, give yourself some time to recuperate. Don't go right into being busy again. Reflect back on the event. What could you do differently next time? What do you wish that you would have done? This is how we grow. This is how we figure out things. This is how we problem solve through our family dynamic. Now, we can do whatever we want for our holidays. We can choose to spend it alone if that's what we need. We can also enjoy the day with our families and friends. This applies to all events. There's no wrong decision. It's just a decision. Notice if you're anxious and make a plan on how you're going to handle the situation that comes up, any situation. And of course, make that based on your past experience with getting together with your family. If something's really bothered you in the past that somebody has done, it's probably going to bother you again. So make arrangements for it, like the person that shows up with no food. Have a backup plan. There's nothing more frustrating than expecting a person to bring rolls and then they don't bring the rolls. Kind of a staple at the Thanksgiving table. So have some backup. Have a couple tins of those biscuits ready to pop open and make them. And let them be embarrassed. This isn't about you being upset. This is about them taking on the responsibility themselves for their own behavior or lack thereof it. There is freedom for you, Mom, in enjoying your holiday simply by letting other people be responsible for their own behaviors and for you to show up for yourself, your best self, your most powerful, calm self. So go out there and have a beautiful Thanksgiving, no matter what you're doing, no matter who you're with. Have your own back. If you're enjoying this podcast and finding value in our discussions, I'd love to hear from you. Take a moment to leave a review on the podcast platform of your choice. Your feedback is incredibly valuable and it helps other worthy moms just like us discover this podcast. Additionally, if you know another mom that could benefit from our conversations, please share this podcast with her. Together we can create a supportive community of worthy moms. Join me next week 
for another empowering episode on the Midlife Worthy Moms podcast.